Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair, yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah, and how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household, so anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. 
He takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you can have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's been approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hello, guys. Welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast, Matt's premiere episode. Wow. Um, Pretty standard first episode. Um, Loved the way Matt just naturally fit into the role, but we're going to recap that in a little bit. First, we just wanted to say a quick hello to the one and only Benjamin Higgins. Hello. What's up, Ash? Well, this is an episode to remember. It's going to be a great season. We're off two great seasons back-to-back. How lucky are we? Ashley, today we have a huge podcast in front of us. We're going to break down the episode with Blake Hortzman. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you've been watching on Instagram, but he loves breaking down these episodes. I think he's going to be great at it uh, today with us. And uh, the one thing you get with Blake is he doesn't hold back. And so I think think we're going to have an interesting... uh, breakdown today i'm pumped for it we'll give our opinions on that in a little bit but ashley we do want to tell everybody out there listening the holidays are over yes but it doesn't mean you still can't get yourself really cool gifts uh we have almost famous merchandise for sale right now at myfanthreads.com slash almost famous yes we have our own merch line Uh, We had some stuff available at our live show when we were able to do live shows. Not only is this just almost famous merch, so of course Ben is included in this, but like Ben's company, My Fan Threads, is doing the merch. So you're basically supporting Ben Higgins in two ways by purchasing some merch. Uh, It's really fun stuff. And because our podcast name is just like kind of universal, you can wear this and just, you know, just be like, hey, what's up? I'm almost famous. Almost famous. Aren't, aren't we all just a almost famous? I, there's a good country song out right now about uh, being famous in your hometown. Uh, oh, yeah. And it's incredible. It, it rings true to worse on Deanna, right? Like, you know everybody there. Everybody has a reason to be there. Everybody has a story to tell. And I think it's the same for anybody out there listening. So, yes, go to myfanthreads.com slash almost famous. Ashley, uh, before we take a break here and bring Blake on, I just had a really emotional moment in my life. You want to hear it? Oh my goodness, yes. So I'm a fan of the Dan Lebetard show. I don't know if, if, if Jared watches or if you watch this. This is never heard of it. It's a really interesting show. Uh Dan Lebetard's on ESPN, uh, which is obviously owned by Disney, and he's been on for ten years. And the cool thing about Dan Lebetard is he uh his dad um immigrated from Cuba and is able to be on the show with him. His dad is an amazing character they named Poppy. Well, uh, ESPN and Dan are uh, parting ways after today. Uh, okay. So they did a really cool, like, you know, send off where they kind of back, you know, showed all the episodes in the past and good memories for all of us who have tuned in and watched it and gotten our sports knowledge and pop culture knowledge from the show. But guess what the very last thing Dan Lebetard had to do, like very last thing before he went. 
talk about who his favorite lead on The Bachelor was? No, no, no. He had to, close. He had to <laughs> announce that The Bachelor is airing on ABC tonight. <laughs> cool. And he was so frustrated. He even says, he's like, this is ridiculous. The day before I leave a 10-year tenure, I have to talk about The Bachelor. Well, hey, we're here to talk about The Bachelor. We're going to keep talking about The Bachelor. If we didn't talk about The Bachelor, that would be weird. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have Blake Hortzman on breaking down this week's premiere episode of Matt James's season. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that's so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to, hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns, ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip and I was like, 
this is so awful, but I, I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. Oh, no. Ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving. Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I said it, my bathroom smells like a spa. I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As promised, our next guest is somebody who is familiar with breaking down the episodes. In fact, he does it every week on the Behind the Rose podcast. You can listen to that wherever you listen to podcasts. He also does it on his Instagram. He was born and raised in a small town of Bailey, Colorado. Colorado. Blake Hortzman joins us right now. You would know him from season 14 of The Bachelorette. And at that point, he fell for Becca Kufrin. We're going to talk about that in here in just a bit. But until then, Blake, how you doing? Doing well, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, Blake. Okay, so we want to we want to recap the episode with you, and then there's a couple headlines that we'd like to talk about that y- that pertain you. So okay, let's <laughs> do it. Let's oh, do. It. I blame all those headlines on you, Ashley, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm not too innocent in all this. All right. So, <laughs> top of the episode, uh, very standard, right? Um, Except for the fact that ben, that that Matt's never, you know, <laughs> done a season before. Yeah. But for some reason, it felt like we've all known him, right? Like mm-hmm. it felt very familiar. Is this just because like we're part of like the Bachelor family, and in some way or another, maybe we've talked to him, or do you think that it's because he just is is natural on the camera? 
Um, you know, I do think it maybe could be because we're in Bachelor Nation and, you know, we kind of see yeah. everything and we've seen, I've seen every, prom, you know, promotion and all that kind of stuff. But also, I mean, he was, you know, obviously the quarantine crew, I feel like kind of made Matt like in a weird way, like the quarantine crew was his season in a weird way where I think just the yeah. net, you know, the, the like regular fans out there who maybe don't follow social media as much, those kinds of fans are, don't know Matt like we do. And it's going to be interesting to see him develop and us like learn, you know, and I feel like we actually got a lot of him tonight, which was pretty cool. What do you think of him as the bachelor? Um, you know, so I, I'll be honest. I was worried because obviously when you start, whether you, you know, you on the bachelorette or the bachelor, you kind of get a taste for like how the, it works. The experience kind of is. And you know, for Matt, I'm like, Oh my God, it's just gonna be like sink or swim for Matt, you know? Um, but I think the beginning of the episode, they kind of, you know, had that sit down with Matt and Chris and they were able to ask some questions. So I think they're, they're aware of that, you know, and they're going to try and, Introduce him to the audience, but also like I just hope they don't like take advantage of him not really understanding how the process works. If you know what I mean, I was a little worried for him. Okay, well, you mentioned the quarantine crew, and I just have to say that I feel like the Matt that we see on TV is like so much more buttoned up and gentle than the Matt that we see in the quarantine crew. Uh, I think that with Tyler, he may get a little fratty. You know, he's with his boys, but like mm -hmm. this is Matt with the ladies, and I love this Matt with the ladies. Like he's he just seems very approachable. Uh, so gentlemanly, I, this, this Matt was, is, is so fantastic. Not to say that the other Matt's not fantastic, but you know, he's very sweet. Right, absolutely. He's very and, I mean, yeah. and I think, I think he did. He looked, he did, he handled night one. Fantastic. I could tell he was a little nervous of course, like everybody is. Um, but I thought he handled it fantastic. And I agree. I think, I hope it's almost not too buttoned up. Like, I hope he lets yeah. the guard down a little bit, you know, I hope he's able to show more of himself as you know, he gets more comfortable in the process. Uh, but I guess we'll see. Well, is it weird that I say that I feel like this is more him than than the Matt that's with Tyler sometimes? I feel like he's just he's a little bit more innocent than he comes across on social media. Um, I don't know. I think the more you like you hanging with your boys is more you than you around cameras with producers in your ear. I think you think the other part is more him. But that's not a bad thing, you know. That's not a bad thing. It's uh you know, there is something about the nerves being endearing though. I think that's one oh. thing that we can take away from night one for Matt is um, it's relatable. Uh, he isn't used to this. There's no practice in this. Uh, he didn't do the big LA media tour, right? I mean, we have to consider that too. That helped prep me. Like you go and you do yeah. GMA and you go and do today's show. And then you sit down in a room and you have a hundred different media outlets throwing questions at you and you have a suit on while you do it. And you're starting to feel like the bachelor. You're starting to really get into that like whole mindset he doesn't have that. Like he goes right into Nimicolon with no of none, no media experience, no celebrity, or really like seeing. Pe you know, typically we get like the paparazzi shot of the Bachelor or Bachelorette walking out of Good Morning America. He doesn't have yeah. that moment, and so this is his first experience with a red carpet and cameras and Chris Harrison and beautiful people walking up to him. And I find that fun. Like I think that's really exciting to watch. Because his reaction, yes, there's cameras. And, yes, he's going to be buttoned up. Like, I think we can all know yeah. that Matt James is going to be so buttoned up for as long as he possibly can until the show, in a sense, breaks him mm -hmm. away from the button-upness. But we get to kind of watch this journey unfold, and I think we should all expect that. I, I think it's going to be a blast. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like – that's a good point because, honestly, if you look at it, if you kind of, like, step away and look at it, Matt has a lot against him. You know what I mean? Like he has a lot. I feel like he doesn't have a ton of like advantages going into being the bachelor in this episode, whether it be the pandemic or there be, he didn't have a season before. So like the fact that I think he's got so much against them and he's still going to succeed, I think says a lot about Matt.
There's two things they didn't mention that I that I, I raised a brow because of. They didn't mention that he was friends with Tyler, and that's how we know him. And they also didn't mention that he had. He didn't specifically mention that he had been signed up for Claire season. Yeah. They alluded to it. That's a good point. I, I was afraid of that, honestly. I was like, are we going to know Matt the Bachelor or Matt Tyler's best friend? I was afraid yeah, I of that, know. you know? But I think you're right. I think they didn't mention athlete. They didn't mention, you know, the NFL thing. They didn't mention any of that. It was like I, they wanted us to get to know the Matt, you know, as the Bachelor, which I like. I thought that was a great yeah. move. Yeah. I love the way that they said, when you know, you know. And it was just like, oh, he was in our interview room and we knew. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've heard well, that. they chose him not because he was Tyler's best friend, right? I mean, right. Uh, I mean, to be quite frank like he doesn't need tyler right now like he needs to be matt and he needs to invest in the show like which is a crazy part of the show you're limit, you're kind of pushed away from your friends you don't have any confidants around you but he's no longer matt from the quarantine crew he is matt james the bachelor and i as ashley just said like i want them to highlight matt james like i, I don't need i don't need matt to be somebody's psychic like this isn't he's not that anymore he is he is going to flourish and run this show on his own. Well, one really like crucial part of the show is how the show really started. And it's Matt James sitting down with Chris Harrison and discussing Matt's concerns and his nerves going into being the bachelor is not he's worried. You know, obviously we're three white people sitting here talking right now. Mm-hmm. But I learned a lot in that moment of how real the concerns are that he won't please anybody. That he doesn't know who's going to be on his side. And he's going to make one side mad and make the other side mad. It it felt like to me, like Jessica looked over at me as we were watching the episode. And she goes, that felt like an incredibly real moment. Like, mm-hmm. and it was really, it was really like, it's always fun when the show highlights those real moments where Matt's like, Chris, I just need to hear from you. Like, what do you think of this? Because I'm concerned. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a fantastic conversation. And you're right, it gave us a peek into there's already a ton of pressure being the bachelor and being the bachelorette, you know, the lead of like one of the biggest television shows on tel- you know, one of the biggest shows on television. So just to add even more pressure, and it seemed it felt like he was adding it kind of onto himself. You know what I mean? I felt like he was carrying a lot of weight on his shoulders. And with that conversation, he was able to like express that. Um, and I think maybe it did help. And he's, it seemed to help, you know, after you know, Chris, like, how do you feel? It's like I feel I feel better. So I'm glad they had that conversation and they showed it. Yeah, the only thing, and this is such a nitpick about the conversation, I wish he would have just come over to his house and been like, hey, let's chat before, rather than having him, you know, pretend, I don't know, I'm sure the limos were about to arrive, but like, for him to act as if he never talked to Harrison and all that before night one, I just, I wanted them to like have like a cozy entrance for him. (laughs) Yeah. True. No, I see what you're saying. It did seem a little scripted at the beginning to get to the conversation, but then the conversation was real. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The other thing that just made me feel like, oh, this guy hasn't gotten through this before was his conversation with his mom. Because while it was important, you can tell there was like two people being like, oh, my God, I cannot believe we're talking about this on camera right now. This is so odd. hundred percent. I could tell his mom was his mom just I could tell, like a little nervous and uncomfortable, which I don't blame her, you know, because <laughs> uh, she didn't go through hometowns. You know, she didn't go through any of that. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. But I thought that was an interesting conversation, too, because she basically asked like, like when was the last time you were vulnerable and Matt literally couldn't think of it. He was like, I don't know. It's been a long time. And I was like, Oh yeah. boy, buckle up, buddy. because yeah. It's going to be, yeah, you're going to get vulnerable. Yeah. My, uh, you know, my parents didn't have hometowns either during Caitlin's season. And so the very first time that they saw me on camera was as the bachelor, like weeks, well, a week into it, we came to worse Indiana. And I remember 
like looking at my parents at one point and be like, you just got to try to be normal. Like you guys are so <laughs> nervous right now. You're my dad is straight sitting up all straight with the perfect posture. You know, they've decorated the house for this. I was like, mm-hmm. this, that's great. But you can see it in Matt's conversation with his mom. And it was probably the, the one part that, you know, I was most worried for Matt going the after, only part. Yeah. Because it seemed there like we are going to get a robot. Like we're going to get somebody yeah. who just says the right thing, who tries to keep conversation going. It's a little forced, a little awkward. Mm-hmm. And this is him with his mom. Just wait until the women come. But let's transition here. But let's take a break first. We're going to talk about the women next and kind of seeing Matt's guard in a sense, maybe go down. We'll be back with the Almost Famous Podcast. <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to, hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns, ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. 
You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip and I was like, this is so awful, but I, I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long, it, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving. Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, okay, so let's talk about the women coming out of the limos. Wow, uh, this is when he started to relax. You know, I'd say almost right away. We started to see a mat that felt so natural in this role. Um, I think that he, I just think that it was pretty perfect, right? (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I think do a better job. Yeah, I, I was even surprised, like, it is hard that night one, you know, it's hard. There's so much, so much pressure. And that's the, I think I always say the night one, that's the only time really for me anyway, that it felt like it was a movie produ- production. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. like cameras everywhere. There's 30 producers and it's just like mayhem. And that's the only time I felt where it was like, oh my God, like, is this real? For me it was night one. And I thought Matt handled it great. And I think you're right. Like right away, cause the conversation he did have, you know, with Chris and his mom felt a little robotic, but I felt like right away with the women, he felt super comfortable, you know? Um, and that's huge. And I hope, I hope he continues that way. For sure. It didn't hurt that you had women, I mean, coming out with like 
gusto. Like there was a lot of confidence displayed on night one from the women. Now, a lot of them are obviously nervous. I think most of them are. They've been locked in quarantine for, I mean, I think it's probably been a week to five days at this point. They're just getting released to the public. They meet Matt James, who is a good looking fellow who stands like six foot five. The guy's massive. He's in his suit. There's lights, there's cameras, there's action. But these entrances were some of the best, I guess, more shocking. Like I think most entertaining entrances that I've seen in a long time on the show. At least that's my opinion. Would you guys agree? Yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I thought they were pretty good. I thought it started like really normal, right? The first like three or four, I was like, they're just going up there saying hi to Matt and that's it. And then all of a sudden it like completely switched and there was oh, a yeah. bunch of gimmicks and fun stuff. I feel like that was intentional. I think those five women who we had slow entrances from are going to be the front runners. Um, I also think that Matt perhaps was more at ease once the girls started coming through because he was like, oh, look, you've never been doing this before either. Me neither. We're both new here. And it was like a common bond. Yeah, I'm, I, agree. I think I'm it was a- pretty cool to see. He was like, that, I can't remember which girl it was, but she was like, sorry, I'm shaking. That's like, so am I. Like, yeah. We're both, you know, like we're both super nervous right now. That was a cool moment. Well, obviously, some of the entrances that will get talked about and that we need to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, there is a vibrator that shows up on night one. Uh, it becomes a highlight of the whole episode. I mean, that thing is everywhere, and uh, there's innuendos consistently throughout <laughs> the episode about this vibrator. Uh, we also have somebody show up in lingerie uh, and asked Matt to pick out the dress. Uh, and finally, I think the third one that stood out to me, and you guys might disagree with this, but somebody I'm very envious of. Because they kind of have this confidence that I did not exude on night one. They had a kind of a stillness and a calmness about him. It's MJ who shows up in the pizza uh, delivery car and locks the door, walks back around the car, unlocks the car, pulls out the pizza, and still has her wits together. I mean, that those moments, you got to remember how nervous these girls are. And for her to keep her like mind at ease enough to know what to do there, like I wouldn't even know how to hardly open a car door. If yeah. it was night one all over again. I, so I completely agree with you, Ben. That was actually my favorite, not because of the pizza and all that, but because she handled herself so well. And she was like, no way. She's like, no way that just happened. You know, and then she walked back around. I thought she handled herself fantastic. <laughs> that was, I think, like her entrance, like her, not the gimmick, but like her entrance was, was one of my favorites. Let's talk about the vibrator, because I think the vibrator was funny to him right off the bat out of the limo. But I think it was not funny when she continued the theme throughout the night. See, I actually do. I think it was funny just because the nerves, I think she calmed a lot of people down. I think also her personality, like if somebody else, let's say Victoria, for example, she, she I feel like she rubbed a few people the wrong way. If she had had the vibrator, I think it would have been bad. But I, thought, I think her name was, is it Katie? Is that Katie was the one with the vibrator? Yes. Okay. I think she like personality wise, I don't think she was like, I think she just seems friendly. Like, I don't think she was doing it to like piss people off. So I, I like some of the innuendos here and there. Like I thought the, I mean, I loved when Matt looked at it, lost his train of thought and started laughing. Like I thought that was fantastic by Matt really showing some of his personality. I like that. Yeah. Cause what do you say? Like, Hey, nice <laughs> vibrator. So, like, I don't know what you so, say. You just, you just <laughs> lost his train of thought, you know, but uh, Mari, Mari certainly didn't like when she was tapped with it. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe the drama she made about it though. Like she tapped me with the vibrator. She told that to everyone. It was like, no, you should have more of a sense of humor. I think that's a red yeah. flag that Mari might be taking everything too seriously yeah. in the future. Yeah, I would have laughed about it too. So I'm telling you, the vibrator. Yeah, I I would say I watched it and on my notes here, it's a sign of things to come for Mari. I'm going to be yeah. very interested in watching her story because if that is something that gets under her skin, I know 
it is a long road ahead of you, girl. Like there is going to be thing after thing after thing. <laughs> like you almost just have to pick your battles in your mind and say, is this something that really like I want to get upset about now? Or do I want to save this for the moment that like this really gets heated and, and really gets uh, ugly? Now, tapping someone with a vibrator, like I, it's it's I think I don't know. It's weird or like funny or like it just make you giggle like yeah. I don't know it doesn't like it doesn't make you mad like there's nothing about that that like no. gets you heated up it's just no. it's just something well uh one of the hidden gems that I want to talk about uh right off the bat here there's a lot of women that came in I mean so many when they stood up at the rose ceremony on night one I looked around I was like that is a massive group of women but somebody that stood out to me uh not exactly in their entrance but with their story is Maggie. Maggie's from Ethiopia. Uh, she's 32 years old. She's a model. Uh, absolutely beautiful. Now, mm-hmm. her story is something that's super intriguing. And I, I'm really excited to get her on the podcast at some point. Because I want to know what it's like to be in the United States for, I think it was eight to nine years now, mm-hmm. um, to come over here for school to be a pharmacist. And somehow, some way, I have no clue if they, they didn't share it, share it. She ends up on this show absolutely wild but i am now convinced she's a front runner because i think matt loves stories i think he loves hearing the heart and the soul of these women so yeah i agree she jumped off the screen at me she's gorgeous that accent like it works both ways men love accents too you know not just women like she jumped off the screen at me and i mean it is pretty wild to think that like I think in her bio, it said something about her winning the lottery, basically, to come to America. And then she basically wins the lottery again to go on The Bachelor. It's a wild story. Yeah, I'm super excited to hear hear that. And I'm sure she'll get a one-on-one at some point, I hope. Yeah, she carried herself with a lot of grace. I really got good vibes from her. Uh, another story that we heard was from Abigail. Abigail is deaf. Um, she has a cochlear implant, so she's able to hear well enough. And she speaks um, pretty, you know, pretty much clearly uh you wouldn't really pick up on the fact that she was having a hearing um she has a hearing problem um but she she talked about that with him and she also talked about her relationship with her sister and the way that he looked at her before going in for that kiss i was like oh he is feeling it and he he was definitely having like a oh i'm the bachelor is kissing on the first night like okay i i think i'm gonna go for it moment i loved seeing it evolve Yes, that's so. It's so true. They had this like weird, awkward, not awkward, mm-hmm. but it was like this weird. No, it was silence. so awkward. It was like that first kiss, <laughs> no, awkward. Can I kiss you? Can I not? Cute, awkward. Like he, yeah, yeah he it was just back. like they like, kind of like looked at each other, and she was like, "Is he gonna kiss me?" And then he was like, "Is she gonna kiss me?" And then she kind of started to talk again, and Matt's like, "You know what? F it," and just went in for what? it, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, but so again, great. yeah, they're them together. I so she's my preseason fave. Like even before I watched this episode, I was like, I think I don't know. There's something about her like smile. Sometimes I feel like you can just. Sometimes somebody's a good person. I could be wrong. I don't know. But I felt like he was super comfortable with her. For some reason, I just felt like he let his walls down more than anybody else um, he did that night, you know. So I'm excited to see their their connection evolve. I don't think we can downplay that kiss either. Like, I don't think Matt James is somebody that wants to go kissing too many people this season. In I fact, I could almost go as far as saying I know that. Like, I I believe uh, and am and, and fairly certain that this isn't something that he's just going to throw around to fill awkward space. Like he's not just going to kiss because the conversation's weird. So this kiss on night one, after a few minutes of knowing each other, I think is a big deal. 
obviously she gets the first impression rose as we all know but a big deal for like kind of the the storyline that they're gonna have because i think matt james is smitten right away and all he needs is to be smitten with one person especially i like Mm -hmm. yeah i zoom her to top three already i feel like our top three is almost I mean, given the past few seasons have had sleepers who make top three, but if I had to choose, these are my top three, and I want you guys to give yours. Rachel, Bree, and Abigail. So that's that's almost, so those are, so I'm going to go top four. I'm going to go okay. hometowns. I always go hometowns, but I also okay. have Bree, Rachel, and Abigail in there. And then I think, who's the girl that was from, she had the truck, the pickup truck? She was from North Carolina? Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. I was trying to think of her name. I can't remember it, but I think she the hot the sweet tea thing was super sweet, and he seems like they seem to click. And I think she might be the fourth in there. I don't know what order, but I think that's the fourth. That's Kayla. Kayla, yes, I think Kayla. Yeah. So my top three, I'm never good at this. I lose every time, and in fact, most of the girls I choose go home the second week. But I believe that I'm onto something this week. My top three right now are Abigail, Maggie, and Sinead, and then I'll throw Rachel in as number four. I. I I was just so into how into Rachel was to Matt. Like, I just thought that was the cutest thing ever. And I think she really likes him. So I'll, I'll use that as my top four. Again, that's Abigail, Maggie, Sine, and Rachel. I love Rachel. I loved her dress. I loved her makeup. I love her face. I love her just personality, her vibes. I loved how moved she was by the prayer because the prayer did a lot for me, too. Uh, I thought that was a beautiful way of starting the night and something we've never seen before. And it just did feel, as Rachel said, so authentic. Yeah, she like, didn't she like tear up almost like after his prayer? Yeah, that stood out to me, too. I was like, okay, like she seems super genuine. Yeah, I like her. The the prayer was a a really pivotal point in the show um, because I think it set the tone for who Matt James is, right? And what he's looking for. I think all these women right away knew Matt is a man of faith. Um, that his faith is going to hopefully, uh, well, it is going to guide him with, you know, good decisions, bad decisions. It's still going to guide him no matter what through this experience. And it also shows what he's looking for. He's looking for somebody to probably, uh, come into his life with him and share that faith, help grow that faith, uh, explore that faith. And it was a great way to start the season. Um, and, and here it might be this, the thing that surprised me most, right? Like my faith is very important to me. I honestly never thought about starting my season out with a prayer. Never crossed my mind. Never even considered it. Now, say what you want about that, whatever. But for a guy to do that with no experience, with no prep for this, super nervous and says, no, this is how I'm going to do this. Like, this is going to be me from day one. I thought was an incredible thing for us to see him do as The Bachelor. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. And it was... He nailed the prayer too, because sometimes I think a prayer it can alienate some people on occasion. Like if you say it wrong, but I, he, he it was never like I hope that I find a way. It was like I hope we enjoy that. You know, it was all about we. Like really was able to like bring people in. I thought it was fantastic too, and I didn't expect to like it, and I did. Loved it, loved it. Uh, and then another person that I think is worth mentioning about like having a, a strong right off the bat connection would be Bree, who you know Blake and I put into our top 
threes, fours. Uh, Brie was the person I thought was going to get the first impression rose and was the person that I was comparing his conversation with Abigail to because I just felt like both were deeper conversations. He was really connecting, looking at them in a way that he was like, I'm feeling this. Uh, with Brie, he was relating to her on the fact that they both come, um, they're both biracial and they just seem to have very similar backgrounds. Both of their parents uh, were divorced and they had issues with romance because of it. So I really thought that was going to lead him to the first impression rose, but I, I'm happy with with the fact that I would have been happy with either of the two of them getting it. Well, let's uh, move on to pause here for a second to talk about things now that we know about men. We've now gone through the entrances, the ones that stood out to us, the the start of the show. But some of the things now that we know about Matt is that he's a Christian. He was raised in a Christian household, and he believes that still to this day. Also, uh, that he's very close with his mom, mm-hmm. and his mom and dad separated when, at a young, when he was uh, young. And the relationship with his dad isn't as much there, and uh, I don't know to what extent yet, but it's not there. It's, he, he didn't obviously have his dad show up to the show. Uh, he speaks about kind of being really close with his mom. So we kind of are getting the hint that him and his dad are not too close. Now, this obviously is a story that, you know, like as we talked about at the beginning of the episode, we thought we knew a lot about Matt. But this was something I didn't know. And something that takes a lot of vulnerability, as he asked for in the women, he asked for in himself right away, is to share some of the things that are probably the hardest for him to speak about. Yeah, I mean, I I was surprised how, because I know, like you said, we don't really know Matt going in. Um, and I was surprised how much we already got to know about Matt, like within the first episode. I really feel like I, I got to know a lot about him. I think there's still more to come. But yeah, I mean, that's one thing that I didn't know. I didn't even, honestly, I didn't know his faith was as, as prominent in life as it is, you know? And so I think it's, I think it's great to, to see this side of Matt. I know we touched on it earlier, but it was just amazing how within this episode, I feel like he, was, he got to be so rootable, uh, so well-liked, and people have never met him before. Just it's 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 really crazy how attached I feel to him and how much I want him to find love <laughs> through knowing him for an hour and twenty minute TV time. I even we even got to see a little goofy side of Matt too. Like I love there was one moment where I was like, okay, Matt, and that's when he was playing chess and he like moved that one piece like wrong, and that girl was like, can you do that? He's like, no, nah, I'm just playing, just making sure you know how to do it. I was like, that was like sometimes when you're too nervous, you don't mess or joke around like that, you know. So I think that showed that he was like relaxed a little bit in the role, and I was like, okay, like that was a funny move, you know, just those little mm-hmm. things sometimes. Mm-hmm. We uh, I think it's uh, almost promised that we're gonna have two really good seasons back to back of The Bachelorette now The Bachelor. Uh, but some side topics that don't really fit into anything, but that are obviously going to be big storylines that we need to bring up and discuss. Uh, Cynthia Raleigh's uh, daughter, Kit, is now on the show. Uh, Kit came in. Cynthia Raleigh is obviously known uh, in the fashion world. She's a huge name. Uh, Kit is obviously the one that kind of uh, goes against Victoria, Queen Victoria, saying, no, I'm the president of the CEO, you know, wh- whatever was going on there. Uh, what do you think about somebody that are, you know, she's considered a socialite already in New York. I think that's something to mention. What do you think of somebody that's already a socialite coming on to the show with the name that she has? There's going to be a lot of attention on her. Obviously we're talking about her and she really didn't have a big part in this episode. Yeah, not really. I mean, yeah, the Victorian kit thing, I think is going to go, that might be the two on one this season. You know, I feel Uh. like that's going to be fun to watch, but I'll be honest. I, you know, reading her bio and the socialite thing, I was like, Oh my God, this girl is going to be 
super, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, like, you know, um, confident. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, but honestly, I didn't think she came off as bad. I thought she was pretty sweet and everything, but we'll see if she can, you know, keep that up with it. Cause I think her and Victoria are going to have a pretty big feud. Um, but yeah, I mean, all, you know, I, you're right. I think she's going to, I think she's going to have a bigger part the rest of the season than she did this episode. Yeah. But I also feel like she'll be the person that we're really rooting for against Victoria because Victoria was already driving me nuts the first night. And like, sometimes the villain can be funny at first, but like, I didn't find her funny whatsoever. I love the way Kit was standing up to her. I love Kit's sense of confidence. She, she might be a little bougie. Um, but she really does. She like knows herself and she's not going to put up with any crap. I think she's really pretty and she's only 21. Uh, she definitely comes across far more mature, Agreed. at least in the way that she can handles herself now. Emotionally. We'll see. Yeah. I, I thought it, a, I thought it was super, you're, you're right about Victoria. Like I think some villains sometimes can be like a bit charming mm -hmm. and kind of likable, but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm scared for Victoria. I don't think she's going to come off that way. Um, so it's gonna be an interesting season to see her. Yeah. Yeah. But she's the kind of villain who like she was there. Like she she put herself there and, and gave herself this persona right off the bat on yeah. purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. She's not she's backing away from that persona. I don't think. Yeah. It's just always shocking to me. Every season it still shocks me. Like it, I think it shows a lot about your character. Right. We've talked about it with Tasha. We talked about it with Claire. We've talked about it season after season. But you know that Matt James has a massive night in front of him. With talk, trying to talk to every single one of these women, he is going to be exhausted. Like, understand what his role is right now. Yet somebody still chooses to interrupt him two or three times or however, thinking that like that is the right thing to do. At that point in time, I will say this for anybody watching the show: when somebody does that, your alert system should go off and go. I got to keep my eye out for this human because they are about to cause havoc. It happens every time, and somehow they they do it year after year after year um and it's just not okay it's not respectful of matt it's not respectful of the other women it's exhausting and ultimately like at some point like matt has to look at victoria and be like can you just not for five minutes like yeah. just give me breath well another big story to discuss here is heather m heather m shows up in the highlights and the kind of the recap at the end of the episode do you think she shows up to the season i mean it looks like she does she shows yeah. up to be part of the season for sure. Whether or not she's let in, we don't know. It definitely seems like she's not the only girl that shows up beyond night one, too. There's another girl. It seems like she has closer ties to Matt. Uh, with Heather, I'm thinking because she's such close friends with, with Hannah that she was like, Hannah was encouraging her to do it and uh, and thinking that they'd be a good match. But not coming on night one is a no-no. You, If you're Heather, you try to come on, on night one, and, and that'll be fine and totally fair. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, I mean, she must become, I mean, yeah, you're right. Like, she must obviously come on to try and be on the show whether Matt lets her in or not, or they, you know, she gets a rose or not. Uh, but that's the only I was trying to think of like a connection between them, but it really is only Hannah B. Like, I don't I don't know if Heather's maybe hung out with Matt before, you know, pre-show, like at some kind of event yeah, or something. I'm and wondering. she hit it off. Um, maybe and maybe that is maybe there's something we don't know. Maybe they did have like a connection at some event or something. But as far as I know, Hannah B is the only connection they really have. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And then the final one is Tyler eventually makes an appearance. Now, we just talked about Tyler earlier. Uh, you know what? how Matt was going to manage, you know, being known kind of as Tyler's friend for a while now being the bachelor, but Tyler does come on to the season. What are your thoughts? I mean, I'm not shocked. You know, I, I figured Tyler would come on and I try and like, think of it like 
there's been a lot of people who come on. I mean, there was um, for Hannah B. It was like Demi uh, and someone else. Can't remember. They yeah, did the best friends like always no. show up. Now. Yeah. So I don't want to read into it too much. Like, oh, look, they're trying to bring Tyler in to steal some of Matt's spot. Like, I'm not trying to think of it as they were really close even before show. So it's even better than bringing in like Demi for Hannah because they've known each other for years, you know. And so I hope hopefully they do have an actual like good conversation and they they get advice and things. So. But what I'd want for Tyler is for him to come in later, like when we get to top six or whatever, so we can like actually get a good evaluation of what he thinks uh, of his remaining ladies. Did it seem like he came in super early? I couldn't tell. Probably, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's probably going to be middle, middle at least. So like 10 or something. Yeah. Those screeners always, always confuse me. Know, I'm always up in arms. Yeah, they say something. There's a word taken out of place. And all of a sudden, I'm watching for it all season. You know, there's an ambulance that comes up and somebody's <laughs> sick and it ends up just, you know, being nothing. But, uh, well, okay, let's end this thought with this. Blake, we're going to bring you back after the break uh, to talk a, a little bit about you and break down some headlines with you. Um, but to sum up uh, this episode, I want to hear your ratings and your final thoughts. So anything we didn't get to, please share and also give your rating on the premiere episode of Matt James's season. Uh, we'll start with Blake. So you want like a rating of the one episode? to 10. Okay. Yeah. One to 10 rating of one to 10. Let's see. Um, honestly, I, this was a good, it was a good first episode. I think mostly because I got to know Matt than, more than I thought that I would. I thought it would be, you know, sometimes this first episode, since we already know the lead, it, we get more of like the girls. Uh, but I thought I really got to know Matt here. I'm going to give it a solid hard eight. I'm going to give it a hard eight because I always leave him for improvement. So I'm going to give it a hard eight. Oh, crap. You took my number. I was <laughs> going to give it an eight, too. I would normally give an episode like this a seven. I feel like, you know, it's a little too methodical night one at this point. But I, I'm giving it an eight because it did do such a good job at getting us attached to Matt. And it really highlighted him. Um, as far as Matt as The Bachelor, I'm going to give him a 10 so far in this episode. I would give it an 8 and a 10 as well. Matt being the Bachelor's a 10, uh, considering everything um, that went on. Uh, I thought it was a great episode. I really enjoyed getting to see these women. I thought, unlike last season at the very beginning, I felt like we really got to know more of the personalities of these women right off the bat. Like, there's some women that I could, like, that stood out to me that I know the names of after week mm -hmm. one, which I didn't know until week four of last year, you know, of, of the Bachelorette season. Mm -hmm. uh, a great episode. I'm looking forward to it for the future. Uh, let's take a break here. When we come back, we're going to have Blake on still to talk about his life and everything going on with the rumors of Becca Kufrin and uh, his opinion on the Kelly and Peter breakup. We'll be back. <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. 
At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I, I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but this smell so close to my nose for so long. It, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving. Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. 
The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, was bought it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We still have Blake on. Blake, uh, here's the headline from Us Weekly. I'm going to read it to you, and I just want to hear you respond. It says, Blake Hortzman claps back at, and I quote, stupid comment after supporting Peter Weber amid split from Kelly Flanagan. Wait, what? Now, what's the headline? <laughs> well, let me repeat it. This is a good moment for us. You're going to learn about it as well. Wait, it's what? according to Us Weekly. <laughs> uh, my Bo- name's in the headline? <laughs> yeah, it says, Blake Horseman claps back at stupid comment after supporting Peter Weber amid split from Kelly Flanagan. Let me read it to you. Bachelor Nation bros, Blake Horseman took aim at an insensitive comment after showing his support for Peter Weber amid the pilot split from girlfriend Kelly Flanagan. Keep your head up, brother. Horseman 31 commented beneath Weber's breakup announcement to which one Instagram user replied, this is a stupid thing to say to someone. The Bachelor in Paradise alum fired back. What you said is a stupid thing to say to someone. God, they will write an article about anything, I swear. (laughs) I had no idea that was even out there. Um, I mean, yeah, I I just wrote I just wrote underneath, you know, like when you know what I would do it under friends, you know, pictures and i was like yeah keep your head up and somebody was like that's stupid thing to say like what really like i feel like what you just said is a stupid thing to say um yeah these situations are always really hard and tempers are high and everything because you know that everybody's got their faves and you know so it's always i always get funny uh anytime i comment on somebody's photo in vaccination i get some kind of either stagecoach joke in there or i get somebody saying something so i'm used to it well, that article so, is you, out there, so I'm glad you could respond to it. Yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> so do you know anything about their breakup? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. Actually, I really don't. Uh, I was shocked. when I, I remember waking up in the morning. I saw the post. I was like, oh, my God. Like I, had, I feel like they were just going to move in in New York. And I don't know. I guess uh, I think they're obviously something's going to come out. I think it happened just so fast that something must have drove them to that. It wasn't really a – and they didn't even take time, like – you know, some people would be broken up for like three months and then post a picture and like, you know, and a com- you know, a post with a caption and everything. But that was quick. So, I mean, there's no hope of getting back together. I feel like then they didn't think there was any uh, promise in that. So I don't know. It's interesting. We'll see what happens. I, but I don't know anything. All right. Well, Ben and I are going to discuss more about their breakup later in headlines, um, but more headlines pertaining to you. 
Last week, we discussed how Becca Kufrin revealed on her Instagram stories that your date during her season was her favorite. It was a little shady uh, towards her ex-fiance, Garrett. How did it feel to see that up there? (laughs) I mean... That date was a lot of fun. Okay. That date was great. If you guys remember, like we got to break all of like no shade to Ari, but like we got to break all of Ari's stuff, you know, and like kind of like quote unquote, like get rid of the memory of Ari so she can move on. Um, so I don't know. The date was fantastic. Listen, I think, I think people read into it like they do everything, read into it a lot. You know, it wasn't like, what's your romantic, most romantic date? It was like literally, what's your, you know, most fun date? And like she said that one. So, but I mean, yeah, it was a fun date. So it felt good. I guess it was a fun date. And I agree. That was probably my favorite date, one of the fa- my favorite dates. Um, that I've done, if it, whether it be Bachelorette or Paradise. So, did that stir up any sort of like DMing between you two? Well, we we've, we've been in you know contact like DMs and stuff. On, like we're friends, you know, so it's not like we haven't DM'd before. But of course, I was like, oh, okay, like I reposted it. Actually, I think I think I reposted it. Um, so yeah, of course, we like talk on a through DMs. Um, I mean, I know we asked you this last time, and it was also post breakup, but like no no rekindling there. Ever? No, we're still just friends. We're still just friends. Uh, no, we support, we'll support each other. That, is that where that ends? Still just friends? <laughs> yes, still just friends. Uh, but it is pretty cool to see how the support out there. A lot of people want us to get back together. I've been seeing that like crazy. Uh, but no, we are still just friends. Yes. I think I can Officially. speak on behalf of us that we are shipping this. But we also <laughs> may be shipping you and Elise, who have been spending a lot of time together. And I know mm-hmm. that last time we asked you, you guys were also still just friends. But it seems a little bit more suspicious now because of all these Insta stories you've been posting. <laughs> no, we're, we really are. Me and Elise are like really close friends. Um, I met her at the Bachelor Live on stage. And then she came to my my DJ set out there uh, in uh, Scottsdale, and we just became friends. Then over you know the pandemic, we talked here and there. Um, and no, she's just a good person, and you know she's she's she she's always somebody easy to talk to and can be there for you. And so she's just been there. And then I just happened to be out in Scottsdale for a golf tournament, and uh, I went and hung out with her. And she like made me a funny uh, Christmas ugly Christmas sweater with my face on it, that kind of thing. No, me and me and Elise are just friends. We always have been. Um, she's great. So, yeah. We can confirm she's been great to us in the podcast. Yeah, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been awesome, uh, really, since the beginning of this podcast, kind of supporting us, helping us out, and then coming on and sharing wisdom and advice with us. So, hey, we love Elise also. We we as well. Ashley and I are just friends with her. Um, but we <laughs> yeah, it's like any time against... I hang out with anybody, you know, any any female, any of the opposite sex, I'm dating, you know, yeah, or we're hooking, you know. So <laughs> comes with the All territory. Right, well, you led yourself here. When was the last time you went on a real date? <laughs> I mean, I keep my dating history private, Ashley. Oh, Super private. Oh, okay. We did watch the football uh, game together this weekend. If that we did. Yeah, me yeah. and Ben had a big date this weekend. Okay. Well, you guys, we asked Blake a whole bunch of questions about whether he would ever do Bachelor in Paradise or anything in the franchise ever again during our in-depth episode, which is, you know, it's an evergreen episode. If you guys didn't catch it back in April, you can go back and listen to that now. It was uh, April 16th release. And Blake, um, I have no further questions. Okay, I blame all of this on you, Ash. You and Jason started this Becca thing, so that's on you. <laughs> Sorry, just it should continue too. If, if no, it's, it's not going to slow down. <laughs> if it's up to me, it should just keep happening until <laughs> it happens. Well, hey, everybody, if you want to hear more of Blake uh, and his co-host Eric, make sure you listen to Behind the Rose. That's everywhere you can listen to the podcast. Blake Horseman, thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing the time. Uh, and we'll be talking to you, I'm sure, again sometime soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good seeing you. Bye. Good seeing you.
What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I, 
I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. Oh, no. Ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let them sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, we'll boot it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back with another uh, breakdown of Bachelor headlines. They continue to flow in, and we continue to talk about them. This week's uh, top headline is one that we've uh, hinted at, discussed, but we're shocked by. Uh, Bachelor's Peter Weber and Kelly Flanagan split. The quote is, these moments in life always hurt. This is according to Us Weekly. Were we the only ones that were shocked by this? Apparently, there have been signs on their social media, but I guess I don't keep enough tabs on them to know that they hadn't been featuring each other lately. I did have a little red flag go up in my head uh, during Christmas week when they weren't spending Christmas together. Yeah. But I was like, hey, nine-month relationship. I don't know. I don't think you have to spend or there's an expectation to spend Christmas together nine months in. I, yeah. And, but I heard something, I don't know if it's true or not. Our listeners always know this more than we do sometimes, but I heard that Kelly Flanagan was wearing Peter Weber, like face socks on Christmas. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, I guess this was a thing. And so it's obviously happened in a short amount of time where things, you know, maybe they were rocky before and this just was kind of something happened that kind of made it, made them decide, Hey, this isn't for the best, but yes, I would say that you and I both are shocked. Like it, without social media, this seemed like a couple who had made it through quarantine, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. who were traveling together, who were obviously connecting each other's families. It was surprising to me that they are no longer in a relationship. Yeah, and um, apparently one of the dividing moments for them was like the move to New York. Because I know that in our, our hot topics in the past few months, we've been talking about how they planned on moving to New York together. But that somehow created a point of division for them. So who knows what what's there. You can, of course, dissect and analyze their two separate Instagram posts. Uh, Peter posted on the 31st of December. Kelly posted on January 3rd. Uh, it seems like they're on good terms. Uh, Kelly says that they're in two different stages of their life and saw their future paths differently. And then Peter said that... Um, you know, they decided to go their separate ways. Love can make you feel on top of the world. It can make you feel pain you wish you didn't it didn't have to that didn't have to exist. Um, he said that they have countless beautiful memories. The relationship simply didn't work out. Kelly is someone that he'll always have a special love for. Uh, so we don't have details, of of course. You know, they're not going <laughs> to air right away what happened. Um, but they seem on good terms. And of course, Peter's mom, Barb, had to speak up on behalf of the breakup and she had to do it publicly. So she wrote under Peter's uh, Instagram saying, love can be fickle and it is not for the timid. Those who have experienced it know this all too well, but it is better to have loved and lost than have never to loved at all. Our hearts ache for you too. Kelly will always have a piece of her hearts, and we wish her only the best. Mom and dad. I'd also like to take a second here and f- say that I found out this week that Barb is on Cameo. So she might be the o- is only parent that's ever gone on the show that, that has a Cameo or a own brand, per se, for herself. I think that Barb costs as much as Jared and I do on Cameo. Well, <laughs> there you go. I don't know how that makes you feel. Uh, well... This headline is one that I'm glad we're talking about. There was rumors and there was questions about Zach Clark, who obviously Tasha picked in the end and who uh, is now happily engaged to Tasha. Um, you know, there there was drinks shown of him. The, the, he was shown drinking something during the show, and so people wondered, well, if you are sober, how are you drinking on the show? This is according to People. Ashley, what do we got? Well, he was always drinking apple cider. Or ginger ale. And I'll tell you, apple cider and ginger ale sound a lot more appealing than the champagne that they give you at rose ceremonies. <laughs> Do you remember the taste of that oh, champagne? Yeah. Like it so is the dry. cheapest champagne. Oh, it's so bad. It has a specific it's a specific taste. And every time I have a glass of champagne on the set of The Bachelor or whatever, I get thrown back to a rose ceremony and like having those the ease, like that like post-traumatic stress, sorry, bad term, but you know what I mean, of going through a rose ceremony and that sweet relief of getting through. So it's just one of those tastes that's so nostalgic to me. It's just not good. And now I'm rambling. The, The bottom line here is Zach never drank and there was a moment 
I think it may have been the top four row ceremony when Tasha said that she got handed a glass of champagne and um, she said no. She she sent it back and asked for some apple cider to join Zach in drink it and not drinking. And she said that that was one of the moments that she knew when she just made that impromptu decision. Oh, how sweet. Well, um, yes, it is true that the you know what my theory is that the champagne it's just saved over season to season. Like, why are you buying brand new bottles of champagne every season? So yeah. there should, could be champagne on there from like Bob Guinea season that now we're consuming, which, <laughs> hey, uh, champagne be might be good? better. At, I don't know. Super it just, vintage? Yeah, we'll call it that. Well, this headline <laughs> is one that's been talked about all week, but not shocking to anybody uh, who is in Bachelor Nation, who has been on the show or anybody that's ever watched the show. However, it, it, is, uh, it has been an interesting story to see unfold. The headline reads this, Chris Harrison not leaving Bachelor franchise despite move to Texas. Yes, the move to Texas is confirmed. Yeah, but you guys, Chris Harrison's like, going nowhere. Yeah, this is just, no, you don't put these two together. Just to let you know, they only film about two weeks in L.A., and in those two weeks, well, Harrison stays in his house because his house is very close to the Bachelor Mansion. But um, most of the production crew stays in a hotel those two weeks anyway. So if Harrison is getting rid of his California house, and I would assume that he's probably going to have some place he keeps there, um, even if he's like, you know, downsizing. He films maybe a total of one month out of the year in L.A. on a typical non-COVID year. So I think that he can keep his primary home in Texas and fly out to wherever they're shooting, which let's hope starting, I don't know, next Bachelor season they're able to travel again. But who knows? Anyway, you guys, uh, logically, this makes total sense for him to be able to live anywhere he wants in America and continue to be the host of The Bachelor. Yeah, I mean, there's so many positives to living in Texas. L.A. obviously um, is going to look different here uh, post-pandemic than it did before. There's a lot of people moving and a lot of stars do travel for work. Ryan Seacrest is one of those. You know, he's like bi-coastal. He goes from L.A. to New York for the Ryan and Kelly show and then back for American Idol and his radio show. There, This isn't shocking, um, but... Matthew McConaughey lives in Texas full-time. Definitely. So Chris Harrison is from Texas. He's moving back to Texas to be closer to his family. Good for him. He also has um, a new... or it's. I don't know if it's completely new, but you know that he has that bar... Yeah, he's a big brewery uh, that he's yeah, brewery. Is highly invested into. So good for Chris Harrison. He's not going anywhere. You don't have to worry about that, Bachelor Nation. That guy is here to stay, and he just doesn't age. So why would we want him to go? Well, it's better with age. So much sexier now than he was a decade ago. The uh, This headline reads, and it's one that we've uh, been interested about kind of behind the scenes and waiting to update you on until there is more information um, kind of communicated. But Ryan Sutter opens up about no longer feeling alone amid mystery illness well we still don't know what he has which i cannot imagine how that feels to be going through but he said that he learned a lot about resiliency this year he said for years he's followed this ideal laid out by gandhi that strength was measured by an indomitable will he says he pushed himself to develop a mindset where he would never give up never give in 
never give off any sign of weakness. He did this mostly on his own, choosing solitude as his practice. Um, but he said he had a few breakdowns that he fewer. He said that he had a few breakdowns, um, but mostly he said he internalized difficulty and distracted himself from the presence through physical exertion. He says this worked for him. He said he felt confident, resilient until this year. And this year, he says that he's learned to ask for help, to lean on people around him. He said that Trista has developed a has developed a medical strategy to aid him. And he says that though he believes that there is a tremendous value in strong will and self-reliance, he says he now realizes that sometimes those things are um, romantic excuses. So like nice ways of being stubborn. He says that um, it is sometimes necessary to let others in and to ask for help and to be able to accept it. Uh, we're with Ryan. We'll continue to keep everybody updated as we hear more. Uh, it is good to hear that uh, he, you know, his strength internally uh, has continued to show through and that he doesn't feel alone. Being alone has to be one of the worst feelings any human can feel. And so uh, we're with Ryan and anybody else out there really during COVID that's feeling alone. That's just not fun. And so reach out for help when needed. Uh, we have another uh, kind of surprising illness that's hit Bachelor Nation. Bachelorette alum Emily Maynard reveals she was diagnosed with Bell's palsy while pregnant with fifth child. Now, Ashley, I have recently learned uh, of how common Bell's palsy is. I, I you know, I, I've had a friend uh, whose father had it as a, when uh, we were children. I was kind of shocked, like when it happened, right? Your face kind of mm-hmm. lose has a lot of weakness, and your muscles kind of lose their ability to function. But it's more common uh, in people than I knew. And well, Emily Maynard uh, has announced that she had Bell's palsy. Okay, so exactly my feelings. I was like, oh my god, Emily had Bell's palsy, or she has Bell's palsy. That's so serious, you know? Like I, I was just thinking that this was like a really big deal, and it was gonna last her whole life. But apparently it comes in um, increments or like it's often just temporary. Nobody knows the exact cause of the condition, which is super crazy. But she had it while she was pregnant, um, had to wear a patch. But it seems like she's fine now. I mean, was your was your friend's dad like just all of a sudden like one day he had strength come back to his face? Yeah, it's kind of a, a more gradual process, I remember. So like, you know, you start feeling like the twitching and the ability for your face to kind of function again. It comes back slowly, but it's common for it to, it's, it's most of the time temporary. At least that's according to the Mayo Clinic. Um, but it is, it isn't uncommon. And, uh, but it's still, I mean, a very scary, a very scary thing to have happen when your face, you know, kind of loses its ability to function in the ways that yeah. you're normal. Uh, scary. Well, Bachelor alum Lauren Bushnell and country singer Chris Lane reveal their baby's sex uh, this according to Good Morning America. Well, what a cute gender reveal. So they're having a boy. And if you guys saw on Lauren's Instagram, she posted a video of them finding out. So they set up a golf ball that was filled with a powder, blue powder. And Chris hit it off the tee and it exploded into, you know, a little blue smoke. And he was geeking out. It was so cute. It's... It's like 
we see so many of these gender reveals these days that it's like, woohoo, yay, right? But like this one actually gave me feelings because this man was so excited about having a boy. Did you watch, Ben? Is that you that you'd watch, right? That's not weird. Oh yeah. No, it's yeah. not weird, of course. And I mean the best thing is he says he has his own little golfing buddy now. So uh so one cute. of the Yeah. I mean w- come on. The you know, my my dad and I are getting ready for the Diamond Resorts. Uh, tournament here in just uh, two short weeks. One of the coolest things is he caddies for me because we've grown up playing so much golf together. That's like one of the things that we get to do that we share that we can still do, you know, when I was young and he was uh, younger. Now that he's older and I'm getting older, we can still do it the same way we did it before. Like, I think uh, Chris is spot on. Like one of the coolest things you can do in life is play golf with your son or daughter, but it's really fun to go out and play golf with your dad. It really helps bond you. And, and I know I always look forward to it. So congratulations to Chris and Lauren. Uh, a baby boy is on the way. Hey, Ben, how do you feel about gender reveals? They're great for the gram, but I don't know if I can do one. Well, yeah, they're great for the gram. Um, I didn't know they were a thing before social media. Uh, they weren't a thing before social okay. media. <laughs> but I mean, they work, right? Like, it's a fun thing to do. I'm sure one day, uh, if all goes well, I'll be able to have a gender reveal of some sort. Um, it'll be fun for the family. I-, I think one of the coolest parts about a gender reveal is uh, probably the celebration with family afterwards. Like, the whole moment of, like, you know, finding out is cool. But it doesn't, you know, maybe it does. Parents, let me know if I'm wrong. It doesn't change anything. Like, you're going to love that child the same way if it was a boy or a girl. But it's exciting to find out the gender uh, and then celebrate whatever, that you know, the child's going to be with your friends and family. I mean, that's kind of fun. It's another like reason to have a party. A, yeah, I feel like I kind of need a private moment. <laughs> that's fair, too. Well, you we'll can see. have that. We'll see. We'll play it by ear. Maybe for the first one, you do it. And then for the second one private moment who knows anyway moving on to our last headline the bachelorette's Mm -hmm. mikey tinarelli now here's something funny i was just looking up mikey tinarelli last evening now it wasn't because of his engagement it was because elise delbaum had posted on her instagram she was at some market shopping and she saw this like wet heated pad so like it was a pad that you got wet and then you heated it and it went on your body and helped relieve like muscle pain Mm -hmm. why you would want a wet heat i don't i don't know that yet yeah, that's I, don't want wet heat. I think it i think the the package said moist which is just a really awkward word to use in marketing but um <laughs> anyways i the cover of this package had mikey on it and i was like i know i, I recognize this guy i just don't know how and so i was researching it found out it was him and then find out that he's engaged to kate wood and it quote is best day of my life is according to people very happy for Mikey. Um, I was down in Bachelor in Paradise 2 with Mikey. He, within an hour, picked my sister up and carried her into the ocean. He had a big crush on her for a little bit. Oh, okay, well, maybe not a big crush, but he had immediate attraction to her. And it was funny because that is not her type. Um, but anyway, uh, I am very happy because this is a guy that you could tell really wanted a wife and family. And now he's got it. So good, you know, good luck and best wishes for them. They got engaged at Nubs Nob in Michigan, like right on the ski slope. So it's very, very sweet to see this. It's actually Nubs Knob. Uh, Nubs Knob. <laughs> <laughs> Noobs Knob. Yeah, Noobs Knob. <laughs> oh, well, you've been there. Okay. Yeah, but you get it. Well, hey, happy for Mikey. Happy for Kate. Ashley, tell me this. 
we've now broken down the episode. We've watched the premiere episode. How excited are you for this season of The Bachelor? Well, I'm very excited for Matt to hopefully find love. I'm a little bit worried that he's going to freaking freak out and like he's going to scare himself off. Don't we all? I mean, <laughs> hey, it's it just happens during that show. In fact, I was talking to a couple post or past bachelors um, during the episode, and the agreement with all of us, we were all saying the same thing. Like, hey, it really looks like this hurts him. And knowing Matt, uh, you know, I know it hurts him. But he does break down. But here's the truth. So does everybody else. Like, nobody makes it through this thing unscathed, unemotional. It's one of the, in, in a sense, the most beautiful parts of the show is it pulls out raw emotion. Now, when that emotion is manipulated, not cool. But when that emotion then transforms into a love story or it transforms into one of these contestants becoming a better uh, human, it's really, really cool. And I believe that Matt is a great human going in. He'll be an even better human going out. Uh, and I'm super pumped for this, uh, this season. I think it's going to be absolutely incredible. Well, one thing I can say I'm sure of is that he does not leave this experience not having experienced love. He's definitely going to fall in love. I think he will too. That man has a big old heart, and I think he has some contestants that I'm super excited to see their stories uh, kind of uh, transform and evolve in front of our very eyes. Well, hey, with that, this has been another episode of the Almost Famous Podcast. Yes, this is Matt James's week one premiere episode. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Almost Famous Podcast, breaking down Matt James's second episode that is promised to be something incredible. With that, I've been Ben. And I've been Ashley. Bye, guys. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. 
was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.